not only does he give Hulk Hogan a hug, he dry humps Hulk Hogan while Hulk Hogan is being bear hugged by the giant. And then Hogan screams and runs like a little bitch. Somebody go get help. He literally just tried to commit murder with a man off a rooftop and then ran away screaming for help. Remember the video store kids? When we used to do that, we used to go to this, oh, we used to go to this place and we used to rent movies. Kevin Sullivan is making this so incredibly hard to watch. His existence is making it hard for me to watch. Uh, well, here's the thing about that they just give title shots to anyone. Clearly. The following podcast contains mature concept views and opinions expressed by the coast and not those of the host. Social discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to We Return to Wrestling, that podcast where we take you back in time to when sports entertainment was still just professional wrestling. I am your host, the warden, Matt Ritter. I am here with my co-host, as always, the man who's forcing me to watch this bullshit. And man, was this some bullshit. Sir Cusselot, Trash Pointer, a.k.a. the Dragon King, a.k.a. Big T, a.k.a. Sweet T, a.k.a. T-1, a.k.a. Black Merlin, a.k.a. the HNIC. What's happening? What you mean this was some bullshit? This was great. No, listen, Hogwild was the hardest three hours I have sat through in a long time, and I watched Raw every week. I don't know if it was because I watched it after I got home and put the baby down. That might have been. Or, but this was a hard three hours to sit through. And when I, when we talk about the card, like, when you read the card, it's like, oh, that sounds like an amazing card. Yeah. But for whatever reason, you had a hard time like getting through it. Yeah. Hard three hours to get through. I'm like, I would rather be watching Raw right now. Like, this is well, rough. I will say the Chris Benoit Dean Malenko thing was a pain. I'm like, why would you bother doing that? Like, oh, we're going to yeah. go into overtime, five minutes. Oh, we got to go in double overtime, five minutes. Why would you even bother putting the time limit on the overtime? Why did you do that? Yeah. You no. know, it's just the time limits on matches. Cool. I understand that. That makes sense. However, yeah. Well, let's get into it, because on the bright side, and the only bright side, really, of what we watched leading up to Hogwild is the fact that there is absolutely no Hulk Hogan on Monday Night Nitro, or Monday Nitro, sorry, Monday Nitro, leading up to Hogwild. Yeah, there was. It was I mean, there were in the ring. Was there a whole thing in the ring? There were the NWO spots that they did, but... Yeah, but there was the, the second one of this set was when he was there and they did a whole thing in the ring when he was talking shit again, when he was in all black and all that. Oh, yeah, yeah, there it is. Hogan interview about NWO. That is correct. Yeah. Dude, there were like five or six episodes, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there were five of them. Right. Yep. Let's get into it. Uh, July 8th, two th- or 1996, 2096. Wow, that'd be crazy. 2000- July 8th, 1996. I plan on still being here. So listen, man. So (laughs) Thursday, I bought a car Friday. I did the latest episode of smack and raw Saturday. And also during the day, Thursday and Friday was getting ready for my daughter's first birthday. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, after all of this stuff, I was watching episodes of nitro to make sure I was ready to go for today. Daughter's first birthday, three hours, woke up, came on to do the podcast miscommunication on our part grocery shopping now i'm back ready to podcast still haven't eaten today so everyone is gonna have to excuse me um 
if I seem a little off, you're going to be, you might be a little cranky, might be a little off, you know, you know, yeah. honestly, you know, cranky Matt is one of, it's my favorite Matt to podcast with. So it's cool. Well, you're going to get cranky Matt. So uh, we kick it off. Ray Mysterio defeats Dean Malenko, a uh, new cruiserweight champion. Uh, this is apparently a no DQ after a terrible spot from Malenko taking a hurricane Rana over the top rope. And the reason I say that is because if it was a regular match, then it would have been a DQ for over the top rope, unless all their title matches are no DQ. I'm still very confused as to what rules are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where do you think AEW got it from? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got the Nasty Boys and the Steiners interview, both one hard wait, on heat. Wait, 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 wait. So from okay. on, on this night, on this night, because it's just like on my, this night. my favorite thing about this whole thing, because, you know, Bobby Heenan is like one of my favorite people to ever exist Dude, on this planet. He is the most racist, sexist motherfucker oh, this he entire, like, he's, he's it's awful. bad. He's it's awful. bad. He's awful. But it's like, he's so ridiculous. It's like the same way you laugh at Archie Bunker, you know? It's just like. Or the way we used to laugh at the king. Yeah, same thing. Same thing. But I love how the way this is all going down and everybody's all still shocked about Hulk Hogan betraying everyone. He's just like, whatever, I told you. (laughs) His whole thing is just, he's just so whatever about it all. Everybody's like, everybody's so upset about Hogan betraying everyone. I was like, I slept like a baby. I told you what he was. I've been telling you for years. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? You know what what really bothers me about this whole scenario (laughs) is not only, not only is the dungeon of doom still around but we have now justified all of the bullshit i sat through with kevin sullivan for the last year and a half about what he's been saying about hulk hogan and kind of made him right and a baby face they did they instantly turned the dungeon of doom into baby faces because it's just like the in the in the pay-per-view the giant was the baby face in that match oh i can't wait till we talk about the dungeon of doom match in an episode or two uh but before we get there uh, like I said, the Nasty Boys and Steiners interview, both won Harlem Heat. Everyone wants to be respected. Nobody respects the Nasty Boys. Fuck the Nasty Boys. Uh, then we got Big Bubba and Hugh Morris losing to the Blue Bloods. Uh, Psychosis loses to Eddie Guerrero. Psychosis looks like he is dressed up as a Power Rangers villain Yeah, from 1996. Yeah, yeah. that's 100% what he looks like, yeah. Uh, the Steiners defeat the Nasty Boys, and then the Nasty Boys cut a promo on the NWO where they're friends with Hulk Hogan, but they're not taking sides, blah, 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 blah. They can't believe Hulk Hogan did this. He's saying I don't condone it, but I'm not saying I, I disagree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the NWO are just doing what the Nasty Boys have always done, whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Um, Ric Flair defeats Jim Powers in a U.S. title match. I forgot Jim Powers was even a fucking thing, and this is going to get awkward with Jim Powers later. Because they did this whole like Baywatch fucking. Uh, we'll get into it. Um, <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> dude, we had a Gene interview with the Horseman minus Benoit while getting messed with by woman, which is my favorite thing. Is woman sexually harassing Mean Gene? It's so funny. Every time I see about the interview the Horseman, I'm like, oh, the woman's gonna give us some more. Let's go. What's she gonna do this Wait, time? I'm just. And it doesn't I'm, fail every time. She's always just all over him, just caressing him. He's just. I'm watching to see if like he brings papers or something and tries to cover himself up so he doesn't, you know, pop a boner on camera. <laughs> um, and basically the four horsemen address the NWO because that's all we're gonna talk about for the next five weeks is every time there's an interview, it is about the NWO. Mm-hmm. Um, Benoit defeats Pitbull Pittman. Sting defeats Arn Anderson. Hall and Nash show up, but Macho Man and the security keep them from the ring. 
Sting and Macho Man promo on Hogan. Uh, and Sting says, Hulk, you can stick it. One of my favorite things about this episode was once again, Bobby Heenan. I believe it was this one when they showed when uh, when the outsider showed up and um, they were like, send the cameraman out there to look into the into the into the limo to see if they're in there. What's he was in there. And he was like, and Bischoff is like, well, if you've seen what they do to announcers, I don't think a cameraman would be safe. And Bobby Heenan like, yeah, but there's plenty of them. (laughs) (laughs) So I've come to a realization over the last year and a half of watching this mm. pre crow sting is ruining sting for me yeah sting's surfer when he doesn't talk surfer sting not even sting like when sting was in wwe or even some of his tna stuff that i saw mm. or even now in AEW, like when he talks he's fine but this shit this like early 1990s bright neon colors and damn near Hulk Hogan macho man kind of promos where everyone's yelling and screaming and super excited and nothing makes fucking sense. I mean, that's early mid nineties promos, bro. It's terrible. (laughs) It all see. That's the thing. That's why we're watching this. Now this is when all that changes, you know why that all changes in W O. Well, I don't know because Hogan's still cutting the same fucking promos. He's just wearing black doing it. He said, he's saying, he's saying, all the shit the same way. He just took out each your vitamins and say your prayers, but he's still cutting the same fucking like he's still Hulk Hogan. Like he's not any different. Yeah, but now I mean, it's a different context. So it's just like, oh, oh, he's doing. No, this. I still don't like him. Well, you still don't like him, of course. Fuck him. So it's just. Speaking of bad promos, uh, we finished off the night with an outsiders interview after that match. Nash was not doing well on the mic. He was having a hard time in that promo, which. Like, it's fine because Nash is just pretty to look at. Like, every time he comes out, I'm like, how did they make someone so pretty? (laughs) I don't understand how someone so pretty was made. And then he worked in a strip club. And then I was watching, when I was watching Ogwago, which we'll talk about later, I'm like, could you imagine just, like, being a stripper and having Kevin Nash, like, walk out of the bathroom in a towel, like, getting ready to bang you? Like, how do you even handle that, all that? I don't know. He's just, he's too pretty. He's too man pretty. Yeah, it is. It is. It's unfair, actually. It's the hair. It really is. And maybe it's just jealousy on my part. I mean, but that's the thing. Have you seen him recently now that he's cut the hair? I mean, he's still pretty. So Yeah, but he's old man. He's like old man. Like, he's Dilf pretty. Like, yeah. 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 Still It's jealous. not the same. Uh, July 15th, all the top stars ran to, New Japan, or ran to Japan to hide from the NWO, apparently. Sting, yeah. Macho Man, everyone but Luger, but we don't give a fuck about Luger. Rick Flair, they all said, you know what? After what happened, I think we're just going to go hang out in Japan for a week. We'll, we'll be back. Uh, Fire and Ice lose to the Steiners. Also, this, I don't know if you mentioned it last time, this Fire and Ice thing where Ice Train is no longer wearing the ice gear. So it's just like them going by that name really doesn't fit, really, even though he still calls himself Ice Train without wearing the ice gear. And it's, yeah, it's all just dumb to me. Well, it's, it's all over. So, like, th- before hog wild that that implodes and it's done so yeah but he was still calling himself ice train well that's his name that's not his name his mother didn't name him ice train that's his rest well undertaker's mother didn't name him fucking undertaker but, but he's he still, still, the undertaker, but he still dresses like the undertaker he was the undertaker when he was the american badass and he was not dressing like the undertaker. that didn't make sense to me either <laughs> kane was still kane when he came out in fucking slacks and no mask and had hair 
and nobody liked that either. So you're you're giving me very bad examples right now. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I'll think of one. I'll come up you with tr- one. You try. Uh, so the Dungeon of Doom still exists, even though Travis keeps telling me that they're gonna go away. That they're not. It's such not a gone. non-factor now, dude. Like it's, it dude. is not. Literally, the Dungeon of Doom has up until this pay per view the world heavyweight title, and I have now also has the world heavyweight and he is part of the dungeon of doom. Oh, come on, dude. And mind you, I now officially hate uh, Jimmy Hart. It took you long enough. He's he's annoying as fuck, but oh, dude, the fucking the the whistles and the yelling and the screaming and the awful music that he produced for all of these wrestlers. Like, I just I'm done with Jimmy Hart. He produced. Listen, he produced the Wolfpack theme music. Okay. Are you sure about that? I'm positive. Okay. I'll I have specifically to remember so, watching so, the whole thing about them, about when he created and all that kind of stuff, him in the studio and all that kind of stuff. He produced the Wolfpack theme music. So he's got some gems. He's got one. <laughs> one that I know of. <laughs> one that we know of. Yeah. Um, one that I can prove. And then after this interview, they're interrupted by Fire and Ice, who have now fallen apart, uh, fallen apart so bad that Scott Norton puts his hands on Fat Teddy and shoves him up to the ground so because uh, Teddy was trying to like he was just trying to help them out man he like yeah. look i want y'all hey. to stick together y'all could be good y'all could be dominant get together and then he pushes teddy and he's like hey man you, you don't push you don't push teddy bear along like that like what's wrong with you fat teddy is so weird really yeah that's, what, that's why i call him teddy bear long you know he's that's that's different that's not teddy long that's teddy bear long uh Dean Malenko defeats Billy Kidman. So we're going to get like a string of Dean Malenko defeating famous cruiserweights who are not quite famous yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we go through hog wild, Kevin green still here. Uh, he's interviewed talks about how he's hurt by what Hulk Hogan did. And he wants Mongo. And this is extremely pointless because he wants Mongo and he calls Mongo out, but then they keep talking about how he's going to leave and go to training camp today. Yeah, so if Mongo was- doesn't show up today before he leaves, I'll be back after training camp. And then he leaves. Like that's yeah. the thing. <laughs> he, he actually left after that. And then Mongo shows up and they're like, oh, he's gone already? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe go look for Mongo, you know, anywhere where there's like a banquet table with fruit and shit. That's where the four horsemen always seem to hang out. Yeah, it yeah. did just wherever they are. There's just a random table full of fruit with like a fucking with the sh- candelabra yeah. and-, and the champagne. It's just, you yeah. know. Where the women, the fruit, and the champagne are, that's where all the four horsemen are all the time. Uh, Sometimes Benoit's not there, but <laughs> most of the time they're all there. Harlem Heat defeat Rough and Ready. Travis. I couldn't wait for this. Travis. Like, oh, yes. There's a tag team called Rough and Ready. I cannot not wait. Not just a it's tag awesome. team called Rough and Ready. A tag team called Rough and Ready who are dressed like they attend, like they go to gay biker bars. <laughs> They're in like assless leather chaps and black vests. Well, all chaps are assless, Matt. Not all chaps are assless. If all chaps were assless, you wouldn't call them assless chaps. They only call them assless chaps to be funny. They're all cha- They're all assless. I don't, I, I'm going to have to look that up. I don't you believe look that, that all up. chaps are assless. All chaps are assless. Like it's just- anyway, They're in leather chaps, no shirts on, leather vests, they look like they've left a gay biker bar and came out to wrestle, which there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, and you called them rough and ready. 
Oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're rough and ready, man. <laughs> this was broke back mountain before broke back mountain. Oh man. um apparently WCW finally remembered that Sherry and Colonel Parker were a thing. Cause I feel like they just kind of forgot about that. I think at this point there was some stuff going on with Sherry. Um Sherry kissed. Oh, and and one of Rough and Ready's members' name is Dick. <laughs> Cause Sherry kissed Dick. Probably multiple times before the match, but also during the match. And then Colonel Harlem Heat gets the win well, off Colonel of the Parker. distraction. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, or Harlem Heat. You never know. Maybe she was. Well, she seems, seems down. She seems yeah. very infatuated with Colonel Parker, though. So, uh, it looks like he has money. I, I mean, yeah, it looks also, like it. Also, looks like he owns slaves. Um, well, I told you about the whole chain gang thing, right? Yeah, chain gang, Cole and Kane. Which, oh, I can't wait to talk about that because there's a whole cocaine, Kane, Cole and Kane thing going on at Hog Wild that we're gonna get into. Okay. So, uh, Kevin Green is back, still wants Mongo, more training camp bullshit, then gives up quick and says he's leaving for training camp, and we'll see him in February. I almost hope we don't. We won't. But I know we will. But we no, will I think see, he, we'll yeah. see him, but it'll be a whole different thing happening. All right. Yeah. This is the one thing, the one thing that I enjoyed this entire time, Travis. 1996, Medusa wrestling actual women in actual matches, putting on fucking bangers. Yeah. I didn't know who Hoska was until this happened. You know now. But I do now, and I am a fan. Yeah. Like, n- ignore the fact that Bobby Heenan was extremely sexist. And racist. And I even had, well, and racist, but also extremely sexist. And I even, for shit that Bobby Heenan says, I've got one for you. Okay. Hit me. Uh, find one that shuts up and keep her at home. Yeah. 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 That's the Bobby Heenanism during the during the women's match. But these girls tore it down. And we're going to see this match again. And this is all leading to Medusa versus Bonacano in a bike versus bike match that anyway. Well, but that, We're not going to talk about the aftermath of that one because it was just like the whole they destroyed each other's bikes thing sounded good on paper. But <laughs> Outside of the costumes that they were wearing, you could put this match on any WWE pay-per-view today. And it would hold up with what the women are doing. Definitely. Like they were killing it. I say the same um, thing about, you know, you know, say what you want about how it all ended, but about Benoit matches. Like his he put on like, you know, fucking great matches. He was we're gonna talk about that when did. we get to Hog Wild because I really noticed it in his match against Hog Wild. The way he does things oh, yeah. is ex- yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know. When we get there, we'll talk about it. I know. Uh, the Outsiders redecorate the WCW logo with uh, dirty hotel bed sheets with NWO spray painted on them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're going to get to iconic NWO stuff, but this was fucking stupid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, but- I get it, but this was fucking dumb. Like, it was supposed to be them. I think it was supposed to be them being dumb. It was mostly them just fucking with people. So it was just like, yeah, we're going to sit up here. We're going to put this on the logo, and there's nothing you can do about it. But here's what was dumb about it is the camera only shot the W and the C. So you only saw the N and the W and then you've got Tony Schiavone. Well, I think they're going to cover up the other W with an O now, I bet. And they already had, but you couldn't see it on camera. So he didn't fucking know. And then they zoomed out and it's like, oh yeah, it's already done. Like I've got problems with WCW cameramen. I really do. 
yeah, yeah. Which is why Bobby Heaney was, you know, very ready to sacrifice yeah. them, you know. Uh, Meng defeats Arna Anderson randomly. And I, I believe it was Meng, during. Go ahead. The fact that Meng wasn't utilized better or like. Oh, yeah. That's, it's, that's a crime in both WCW and WWE. Meng is like, uh, he was, whew, he was one of them, like, he could be that beast for you. That's just like. He could have been Umaga. He could have yeah. been 100%. any of. Uh, yeah. Anyway. But I believe this was the match where Bobby Heenan said about Meng. It's a family tree with no limbs. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fucked up because we just had Ming and his son on AEW not too long ago. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I keep forgetting. You remember that? I told you that. Yeah. I told you about that. You're like, Ming? Yeah. I kind of remember you telling me that now. Yeah. Uh, this was not when you showed up randomly last week on our episode drunk with Mara out of nowhere. Oh, that was fantastic. And you oh. know it. From what I've heard, that is our best episode so far. So, um, yeah, we just happened to re- be like finishing up recording when you all started recording. I'm just like, start some shit. <laughs> and literally, I'm sitting there, I'm like, what the fuck is this? Because, like, if it was you, it would have been one thing, but the fact that it was you and Mara, I was extremely confused. Oh, I know. <laughs> because I told Mara, I'm like, all right, Mara, I'll see you later. And they're like, well, she doesn't have to leave. And she's like, no, I got to leave. I'm like, dude, she doesn't even know what the fuck we're talking about. Like, <laughs> She watched one WrestleMania. She has no idea what's going on. Um, was that even a full? Did she just? Didn't she just watch one day? I th- yeah, she might have watched one day with us. Yeah, yeah, I thought she watched two. I thought we did for both days, but I, I can't remember. I don't um, remember either. We had a Mongo and Deborah interview. They talk about how Kevin Green left. Mongo makes a challenge, but Kevin Green's not here. And then yeah. they give Deborah the stay mic to the end of the show. Like, just stay to the end of the show, bro. Yeah, exactly. Like, you you had to, like, why did you even come if you had to leave that bad? Why even show up? But they gave I mean, Deborah the mic. like to leave after they come. And now I understand why Deborah never got to talk in WWE. Because this was bad. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. It was very, very it's terrible. Bad. She should be never be given the microphone, ever. She was, uh, that was probably worse than the Kevin Nash thing. Because it was just. Yeah. And then they let her, and it happened again. And it's just like, why do you keep giving her the mic? There's certain people ben, who just shouldn't talk. I agree. And she's definitely one of them. Now, I'm not going to say that she should just stand there and look pretty. She has value as a, a ring valet and a manager and yeah, all yeah, sorts there, of things. But there are other things you can do besides, you know, just stand there. Like, um, you know, Sunny didn't really do interviews, but she was entertaining. You know, she extremely. said that about a lot of people. She used to say this about different people. You stand still very well. Yeah. Uh, Benoit loses to Guerrero by count out because I think he chased after woman and Dean Malenko at that point. Something. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Something that Dean Malenko did. Yeah. He like came and grabbed woman and then Benoit went after him. They brawled to the back. Um, Luger versus Big Uh, Bubba. Yeah. This is still babyface Eddie. I'm just like, oh, I cannot wait till we get to heal Eddie Guerrero. Like it is. So I realized this the, as I was watching this stuff. Did you did you meet Domingo, Kate's uncle, Domingo, at the wedding? Possibly. I met a lot of people at your wedding, and I don't remember them all. So, so first off, 1996, Eddie Guerrero looks like 2006 Eddie Guerrero's father. But, like, when he was young. Like Hector? Uh, kind of. Like, if you look at 1996 Eddie Guerrero, you'd be like, that's the guy that's going to give birth to Eddie Guerrero. Like, okay. They don't look like the same person. He just looks like 
an old man version or an older version of, if that makes any sense. But also, he looks just like Domingo. Like 1996, Eddie Guerrero looks exactly like Domingo if Domingo was young. Um, Luger versus Big Bubba. Luger here, apparently with an almost detached retina from the pay per view that we covered, which is why he was gone. Yeah. (laughs) But he's fine. He can wrestle. Um, Doesn't even have an eye patch or nothing. Like, basically just said, fuck the injuries and fuck the doctors. Detached retina or not, I'm going to go out there. That's what I'm saying. Like, they should have at least gave him an eye patch, like something. And then because all of the all the top stars were gone, the outsiders just said, fuck it, and jumped Luger and Big Bubba, which I don't blame him. I would have jumped Luger, too. Like, fuck Luger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any opportunity you have to jump Luger, you jump Luger. Weakest link. Um, then we get the Hogan interview about the NWO and the future, how he's done with kids and how he wants the giant for the world heavyweight title mm-hmm. and it was all very 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 hulk hogan and here's the thing i can't even say like it felt different because we've already seen hulk hogan wear all black and cut promos yeah but he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't uh a heel at that point though yeah travis we've talked about this you saw that sword you know that promo he cut he was a heel just because you cut the worst promo in history does not make you a heel, all right? I don't know. Um, then we roll into July 22nd. Scott Norton loses to Dave Taylor over the top rope DQ because that became a thing again. Uh, then they continue to brawl. We got a horseman Wait, was promo. Dave Taylor the one with the – was that the beach dude? No, no, no. Dave Taylor is half the Blue Bloods. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I, I, I see yep. it now. Yep. yep. They went over the top rope yeah, and then they yeah, got DQ'd yeah, and they kept fighting. Um, see, another thing, horseman. I've seen so much WCW because I finished Hard Wild and I kept watching. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, so I'm let's like, talk about this. MGN Grand, yeah. right? Is that what they're doing it? Yeah. During the Olympics because the Olympics were happening at the same time. And yeah. 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 So <laughs> they're at Disney. Mm-hmm. Tower of Terror in the back. Wait, the these Tower crowds of are exist back then. I remember them saying you can see the Tower of Terror in the back okay, during okay. one of these episodes. I don't remember when they built. Um, them, so. okay. These crowds are fucking awful, Travis. Yeah. First off, there's no screen, so when we get to something, I think this week here in a little bit, people don't even know what the fuck's going on because there's nothing to tell them what's going on. Mm-hmm. There are obnoxious ass white people ringside, just being as obnoxious as possible because well, they know Matthew, they're on camera. Have you ever been to Orlando? I have, but not for an extended time. Yeah, I've like lived there for vacation. It's, that's 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 Orlando white people. Just driving me insane. But no, these crowds sucked. And then the, like had people behind the WCW signs where kids are like leaning through the WCW signs to see what the fuck's going on because the sign is blocking their viewing. Like mm-hmm. I didn't I did I do not like this era of Nitro. Yeah, it's one of those things. It was only happening because, like, so many, like, different, like, you know, Turner camera people were busy because of the Olympics and stuff like that. So they had to go and do everything here in MGM and use the camera people available there and all that kind of stuff, which probably is part of the reason why you had the issues with the camera people that you had, with you know, what they were seeing and all that, because, you know, their normal production people weren't around. Okay. Uh, we got a horseman promo at a table outside with a tablecloth and candelabras and fruit sitting down. For whatever reason, like I don't understand why that is a thing. Like, why when they have to do an interview, they have to be at a table with like all this, like 
because that's what they do. They're the four horsemen. They're the fancy ones, you know. I get why they dress Deborah. I guess up that way. Elizabeth doesn't even wear like fancy gowns or anything. Like she's out here in fucking like leather jumpers and shit. Yeah, they kind of. Well, their thing is they want to make her look like a bad guy or like a heel yeah. because like she's always been like that sweet person. And it's just like unless they do that, you'll never buy it. Even though you still don't buy it. So no, not at all. <laughs> she's still like the sweetest person in the world. Mm-hmm. Like I look at her and I'm like. You look like you're trying to be a bad girl, but I don't believe you whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, because she keeps smiling, and it's just like that yeah. same smile still. And it's also, in my opinion, right now, second hottest woman in WCW. At this point, yeah, you're probably right. Who just well, who you say is number one? Booty babe, always and forever, Kimberly Page. Oh, I, I hadn't, I didn't see her during this run here, so we didn't. I forgot all about her, Kimberly. Yeah, yeah. Makes she sense. was she was out here with the booty man on one of these episodes, and she's been with the booty man. And uh, no, I don't remember Kimberly seeing Page. the booty man. But anyway, go ahead. Oh, we'll get into it. Um, anyway, Conan defeats IRS. He's wearing pink frills all over his. Yeah, no, I know. Go ahead. No, go ahead. no, no. Wall Street. VK Wall Street. Yes. VK Wall Street is his name, Matthew. Better known as IRS. You will call Irwin him by his R. name. Shyster. Vincent K. Wall Street is his name. All right. Vincent Kennedy Wall Street. I was distracted by Conan's outfit because he's got like a pink frill skirt on on his fucking. Yeah, he's still doing that Aztec warrior thing. The bright yeah, Aztec but it was, warrior thing. Yeah. It looked like he dressed up like fucking. Uh, he was joining the Heart Foundation, but as an Aztec warrior, like all black and pink and white. Sting also had like a uh, in one of these shows, basically had like a sequin version of Jim Neidhart's jacket on that he really had a hard time getting off for one of his matches. I think it's tonight. Yeah, he wears that jacket every now and then. It will different colors of different versions of it, but yeah, that's that's one of his. But things. it's the Neidhart jacket, like it's got the shoulder things and it looks like a mm-hmm. band jacket, like that whole thing. <laughs> uh, Macho Man Luger and Sting have an interview that is a Macho Luger and Sting interview, which we get all the time, and then here we are. The thing that I really wanted to talk about, the biggest clusterfuck that I've ever seen. So you have Joe Gomez, Alex Wright, Jim Powers, and the Renegade as a four-man team. And they give them an intro where they're basically like doing a Baywatch thing on the beach where they're all in fucking bathing suits running on the beach seductively and shit. And I don't know what the fuck I'm watching. Well, Baywatch and was then, popular at the time. That was that was imp- that was on purpose. Okay, but then to make this even worse, they're facing the Dungeon of Doom, and the fourth member of the Dungeon of Doom in this match is the Leprechaun. Yeah, the Leprechaun. Cornswoggle's saw- real father. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, but that was one of those things too. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, WWE, you had Hornswoggle. WCW had a leprechaun first. Yep. Like, dude, what the fuck? So uh, we got the weird beach intro thing for these guys, which they're not even a fucking faction or a team. They're just like four random guys they stuck together, but they got a weird beach intro, Baywatch style for them. Yeah, this uh, is I don't... Like, and this is post-lawsuit Renegade, so it's just, you know. And again, Alex Wright is the only one in this group that matters, like still... No idea who the fuck Joe Gomez is outside of what I've been seeing. 
Don't give a fuck about Joe Gomez. What you you mean? Don't give a fuck about Discount Ultimate Warrior. Well, he's not even Dollar Store Warrior Warrior anymore. Great value warrior. He's not even that anymore. That's the thing. That's what's even worse. He's like, he's not even that. This is we got Ultimate Warrior at home. That's what this is. Yeah, like like I said, this is post lawsuit, you know, Renegade. So it's just like this isn't even like when he's kind of doing the Ultimate Warrior anymore. He's just there. Jim Powers, who again, like Joe Gomez, the fuck is Jim Powers? What do you mean? He's Jim Powers. Never you heard mean, of him. You mean to tell me you don't know who Jim Powers is? You call yourself a wrestling fan and don't know Jim Powers? That is correct. Shame on you, sir. Shame on Listen, you. Listen, Travis. <laughs> I can't do it because I'm blanking out on the guy's fucking name. God damn it. God damn it. I don't even know what you're doing. So, so you remember for smacking a raw when the pandemic started, we said, fuck it. We're going to go watch old episodes of raw. Yeah. And there was a member of, I believe it was the Quebecers that I became a very big fan of. Yeah. I don't remember his name either. Yeah. I'm blanking out on his name right now. And I'm so mad. Cause I was going to say Joe Gomez is Jim powers is no so-and-so. But yeah, 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 right now he's fucking <laughs> so apparently right now Jim Powers and Joe Gomez are better than him because I can't yeah. think of his fucking yeah. name. Yeah. Exactly. And I was a big fan of him for about a month. <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> he was fantastic, Travis. He was fantastic. <laughs> um, the outsiders are in the control room at this point, fucking shit up. Thank God that we didn't have to watch this full match unfold. We got a distraction. Uh, there's a DQ, everyone brawls because the giant shows up and just starts choke slamming motherfuckers because again he is still part of the dungeon of doom and this shows him as part of the dungeon of doom he came to save the leprechaun his best friend in the dungeon of doom you say so uh gene asked the giant if he accepts hogan's challenge basically he cuts the promo that hogan would or that vince mcmahon would cut about the nwo (laughs) in 2002 where he calls himself the cancer that's been killing wcw and I'm like, this sounds really familiar. Nothing is new, sir. Vince just stole Giants. Pro- he stole a big show promo before he was the big show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also really, really, really just want to call everyone by their WWE names because I know about it because you get a kick out of it. And you're like, no, that's not who he is. Um, yeah, he's the giant, sir. Not the big show. Dude, fucking DDP defeated Prince Ikea. Yeah. I, I Ikea, sir. I said what I said. Prince Ikea. <laughs> Ikea. Prince Ikea is going to be a pretty prominent, prominently featured, you know, wrestler. I remember like he's a big mid card wrestler that I vaguely remember. <laughs> yeah. Never holds a belt, but he's always there. He's a good, yeah, he's, no. he's one of those good solid hands. It's just always there. Yeah. No, he, he had all the tools. He just needed to be put together. Yeah. Yeah. He needed a manager. He's one of those people that needed a manager. He'd have been great. Which is why he's Prince Ikea, because he had all the tools, but he needed to be put together. I knew what you were going with, and I was trying okay. not to acknowledge that. Yeah, I know. I wasn't going to let you. Um, Malenko defeats Chavo Guerrero. This is the point where I officially wrote down, I hate Jimmy Hart because he was annoying as fuck. Because apparently, at some point, Jimmy Hart, via Kevin Sullivan, recruited Dean Malenko to go get woman away from Chris Benoit and the four horsemen, which is why they're together. 
something. Yeah, if Jimmy Hart's just like he's one of those like it, it's just a gnat in your ear all the time. He just he doesn't go. So away. I got two questions for you because I just got two questions asked to me, and you're the only person that can answer them. Um, Michael Sean Willis, a good friend who takes care of our Facebook so well and gives us topics and subscribes to our Patreon, wants to know a when the podcast will be up for this week later on today later on today and when the next episode the official i think next episode or maybe this episode of return to wrestling is going up it'll be up by tomorrow okay i'll text him back later uh ice train loses to mang via dq when norton comes out and norton attacks mang because he wants ice train to be at his best for their match at hog wild so he can beat him at his best People do that all the time. I always say it's dumb. I don't know what you want from me. Uh, Psychosis loses to Eddie again, uh, still dressed as a Power Ranger villain. Um, Then we got Luger, Sting, and Macho Man defeating the Four Horsemen. It was supposed to be led by Flair, but Flair just didn't show up. Did they they defeat the Four? Oh, this wasn't. Never mind. Keep going. Yeah. So Arn (laughs) took over, came out, uh, also looking in the limo, trying to figure out what the fuck was in the limo, what was going on. This is where Sting's wearing the Bret Hart jacket that he had a hard time getting off. And then we also get a post-match interview with Luger, Sting, and Macho Man. He had a hard time getting off. Anyway, go ahead. He did. Um, July 29th. uh, We get earlier today footage of Luger abandoning his best friend Sting in a parking lot, which if you are a wrestling fan, you know, never, ever go into a wrestling parking lot alone. Never I mean, be left alone. I mean, sometimes going in a group is a bad thing. So you're just like wrestling parking lots are a bad idea. Just just always go in pairs because Sting gets jumped by the outsiders and thrown into the trunk of a car. Uh, Mike Enos loses to Hacksaw Jim Duggan with that goddamn stupid fucking not taped taped fist that apparently as the ref is counting one, two, three looks right at it. Is hanging off of his hand, raises just, that hand. The ref ra- raised uh, that hand, like, <laughs> and they're still saying he used it. Like, first off, he's a baby face, right? Like, everyone's like, Oh, and USA, but he's cheating every fucking match. Is it really cheating, though? Yes, because the commentators are putting over how a tape fist is illegal. But the ref he was right a- at it. If the ref doesn't say anything, is it really illegal? Eddie Guerrero stole Hacksaw Jim Duggan's gimmick for his WWE run because this motherfucker is lying, cheating, and stealing wins left and right with the goddamn tape fist. Eh, Eddie was good at it, though. Yeah, he was. Hacksaw's fucking terrible. Dude, I mean, I'm I don't, not going to argue with you about that. I like. don't understand, Travis. Like, oh! I get the appeal because you love doing that. Like, that was the only reason you give a shit about Hacksaw Jim oh! Duggan. It's because you can do that. But, like, dude, I'm watching this, and I'm like, how the fuck was this guy over at all, ever? You Uh, He also gets interviewed about the NWO, but nobody cares. Tough guys. Uh, Then we get the Four Horsemen versus Sting, Luger, and Macho Man again. And during this match, your favorite person shows up. My favorite person shows up? Mm Mm-hmm. Who's my favorite person? Oh, Jimmy Hart shows up too. Yeah, but we're not going to talk about that because the match breaks down. They all go out there. So here's the thing. 
hindsight being 2020, if I was watching this in 1996, the way they did this would have felt very, very, very real. That's what I'm about to say. Seeing this in context, how was that for you? Because I know you've seen clips and stuff before, but seeing it in context with the rest of the show, seeing how long it went and everything, it how did it sucked. feel to you? Really? Because I, because I knew what was going on. I was like, okay, we can stop this now. Okay, this is enough. Okay. If I had watched it without knowing that it wasn't real, it would have felt real, and I would have been like, oh, shit. Some, like, I would have been more interested not knowing about this right because then it would have felt like what they were going for at the time right but knowing that it's a work and blah 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 and no one was really hurt and that this was just a planned thing like they actually did it's like well this a sucked for the live crowd yeah they didn't have the screen which yeah, is why so they started they no chanting boring yeah exactly so they're chanting boring because nothing's going on b it wasted like almost half an hour of the fucking show with them going to the bed so it's the famous kevin nash Ray Mysterio lawn dart uh, parking lot beat up where he takes out Buff Bagwell and Buff Bagwell's tag team partner, Scotty Riggs, the American males, Arn Anderson and Ray Mysterio gets thrown face first into the side of the trailer. Here's a clever thing too, about the way they shot that too. They cut to it, you know, and they had the bats in their hand. They dropped the bats and they're like, they got baseball bats. So it just implies that they beat people down with bats, but you never see him hit anybody with the bats, you know? Right. And it's just like, Oh, that's, that, you know, that was, very clever. You get the message across, you know, they don't do that. Like, like I said, like you said, um, at the time it felt very real. Like, yeah. Imagine nine-year-old Travis watching this, like, wait, what, what, what the fuck? And that's what I was going to say. If you're watching this and th your whole show is interrupted and guys are leaving the ring and they're spending all this time covering it and people are getting loaded into ambulances. And it seems like they don't know how to continue the show because of something happened that wasn't supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. great but when you know it was supposed to happen then it was like okay fuck let's do something else like i get it mm -hmm. but i know this is a work so let, let's move on yeah you gotta like i keep telling you, you gotta put yourself back in 1996 i can't erase the fact that i know what's happened like i, I know can't you erase don't the fact I, know, I know you don't need to erase it complete but just like realize like what's happening you, like you kind of do it you're like i can you, give them you, props <laughs> for what they were doing at the time but also, I can't just sit there and completely enjoy it as if I, I'd have I to not know. Oh, I don't ex expect you to enjoy it, but I just expect you to appreciate it and realize. I just want to know I what, do. You, how you, what you think about it in context. Like I said, you've yeah. only seen clips and stuff before. So this is one of those things that I was really looking forward to you seeing, seeing what you thought of it. That's all. Like I said, for 1996, live on TV would have been fantastic. Mm -hmm. Really would have made it feel like something like that wasn't supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, 2021, I prefer the clips and not the half an hour segment. Yeah. Well, this was like when they do things similar now, it feels so overproduced now. Yeah. So it doesn't feel real. Like yeah. this, like the way it was shot, like it was like one camera, you know, they weren't like doing a whole lot of cuts. There was one camera back there, you know? The last time they did something that felt almost this real was when Braun Strowman put Bobby Lashley through the LED screen or vice versa. Yeah, when uh, Heyman was still running raw and then like they stopped the show and they were getting ambulances and they were checking on the guys to make sure they were okay like that was the last time something felt this real um, Ray also keeps yelling out that there were four guys mm -hmm. even though we only saw two yeah but you know there's at least three so it's like yep. they build that intrigue like okay who's next who else is part of this you know and then as we <laughs> finally come back with some semblance which 
Oh, boy. The rest of this show, Travis, especially the next match we're going to talk about. They were replacement matches. They were backup matches, Matt. You, you have no idea how upset I am at something that no one is going to understand but you and Phil if he listens to this episode and Herbie. But we'll get there in a second. Okay. So Bobby basically says he's leaving because he's afraid for his health. He's like, Eric got taken out. Now they're taking out guys in the parking lot. Nobody's safe. Security ain't doing shit. If you can't guarantee my health and safety, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Yeah. Bobby's gone. Uh, Eric says, yeah, do, do what you got to do. Get the fuck out of here. Again, they did a great job making it feel real. Live crowd knew nothing. Chanted boring because nothing was happening for them for over 20 minutes. They're just sitting there with an empty ring. They can't hear what anyone's saying. They have no idea what's going on. It's just the wrestlers ran away, and then they sat there for 20 minutes with nothing to watch. Well, here's the thing. You can tell, like, yeah, they needed a crowd, but they didn't give a fuck about that crowd. So it was just they were just kind of there for atmosphere. So we get the Steiners match, who was supposed to be against the American males, but the American males got taken out. Their replacement is high voltage, rage, and chaos. Oh, I was looking so forward to this because I definitely got that in my notes. Rage and chaos. The fact that I created wrestlers not knowing that this team existed, and there are wrestlers that existed with names that I gave to created wrestlers, mm-hmm. like Mm. I, think hurt, I, re- I, think, I think I remembered high voltage and I remember when you like when we were making those wrestles, I still knew who high voltage was, but I, I can't remember remembering that they were called rage and chaos. Anyway, go ahead. You, I was gonna say you definitely didn't tell me. No, I didn't because I didn't, it no. just didn't occur to me. But so for those of you who listen to our amazing uh best promotion you've never heard of, uh the life and death or rise and fall of HKW, uh Travis and I along with our friend uh, fucking Phil and Herbie and some other people in the neighborhood and from our school that we used to hang out with, had a little backyard wrestling federation. And I, being a huge Undertaker fan, basically created an entire faction of characters like Undertaker and Kane. So there were Raging K Ka- or there was Havoc and Chaos, Havoc which and Rage were, first. or sorry, Havoc and Rage first, <laughs> which were Kane and Undertaker. And then I introduced Chaos, which was like their littlest brother who came in. Mm-hmm. Uh, no idea that there were actually wrestlers with those names in WCW prior to when I came up with these characters. Also, they were way cooler than fucking high voltage, <laughs> way cooler than high voltage and chaos went away very soon. He did not last long. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, high voltage had the look, but they just really couldn't do much with them. You know, it was just, they get better gear later on too. So all I'm going to give them is Scott Steiner did that uh suplex pile driver. That was fucking dope. But like oh, yeah. this whole time, Rick Steiner just him. like yeah, just held him up there, held him like threw him and went it kind of into a mission no who drive, but it was more of like a, a sitting tombstone kind of thing. Like, oh, this is yeah. great. That was cool. Uh and I can Rick imagine Steiner why the entire- they didn't do that very often because I can't imagine a lot of people would want to take that. But anyway, go ahead. Rick Steiner just kept looking to the back, pacing, not getting up on the not like very worried about whether or not. I don't know if he was worried about like the people that got hurt and wanting to go back there and check on them. Or if he was waiting for the outsiders to come for him, and he was I keeping he an was, eye. I on think him. he was looking out for the outsiders to come for him, but you know, yeah. Uh, Eddie Guerrero was supposed to have a match, I believe, against Rey Mysterio for the cruiserweight title. That got canceled, and yeah, because Rey Mysterio the with Rey, yeah, was replaced with Big Bubba, yeah. which I have an issue with because Eddie Guerrero did not get that cruiserweight title rematch. They gave it to someone else, and then they gave Eddie the title match against Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. They gave uh, yeah, yeah. We got the NWO promo, which they're the paid for advertisements by the NWO. 
you've all the seen announcement been paid for by the new world order uh the early ones are a little rough yeah i'm they're gonna too get long. better too long yeah yeah uh and then in our main event to replace arn anderson in a world heavyweight title match they decided that the best candidate in the back was greg the hammer valentine that is the best wcw had to offer after what happened to replace arn anderson listen sir greg the hammer valentine is a legend all right you give him some fucking respect. All I'm saying is Hall of Famer, nobody, sir. There was oh, there are a lot Hall of Hall of Famer. Travis, you you want to talk Hall of Famers? Because we can go down a list of Hall of Famers that I would not give world heavyweight title shots to. Like who? Coco Beware. You wouldn't give Coco Beware a world title shot? No, I would not. Racist asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Uh oh, um, hacksaw Jim Duggan, not giving him a world title shot. He's a former Royal Rumble winner. He gets a title shot. All right, he didn't. No, he won the Royal Rumble at a time where he didn't get a title shot. I'm just saying he won the Royal Rumble, therefore would have deserved a title shot. That just wasn't a rule back then. Hillbilly Jim not getting a title shot. I can give you that. I, I can give you that. There are Hillbilly Hall Jim is no Hillbilly Jim is no Greg the Hammer Valentine. So <laughs> there are Hall of Famers that are not getting title shots. Not world heavyweight title shots. Maybe like an IC title, TV title, US title. Not a world heavyweight title. Um yeah, so Giant defeats Greg the Hammer Valentine. Big show or the Giant uh calls Hogan a con man, and he's right. I mean Everything he said about Hogan was right, but it's been right the entire time. Like nothing changed with what he did. Like this has always been Hulk Hogan. He's true. I was listening to Sirius XM radio the other day, and there was this comedian who was talking about when Hulk Hogan's sex tape came out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like, so I, I swear he said something along the lines of like Kanye dropped an album the same time Hulk Hogan dropped a sex tape or something. Mm-hmm. He's like, and my buddy sent it to me. He's like, you got to watch this. He's like, I'm not watching it. He goes, no, dude, it's funny. He goes, that's not my kind of comedy. <laughs> um, August 5th, the go home show for Hogwild, Scott Norton, big boss man, and the faces of fear are going to be bouncers for the entire show because WCW has decided we're not paying security to do a job that they can't do. We're going to let the wrestlers be security even though it was the wrestlers that got the shit beat out of them by the NWO with baseball bats. They got jumped, though. Those wrestlers got jumped. They weren't ready for it. These guys are ready for it. They'll be all right. At least that's the mentality. Listen, Arn Anderson got taken out, and he was ready. And this is a man who, at 60 years old, blocked a black mass kick on AEW. He should have been able to take out the NWO. That's all I'm saying. Um, with baseball bats. <laughs> I don't know. I think Alistair Black can swing that leg as hard as someone can swing a baseball bat. I, I have to believe that. You can believe that if you want, sir. Okay. I'll let you I'll let you believe. Maybe not, maybe not two baseball bats, but at least one. Like I feel like yeah. you could have just gone like this and blocked that baseball bat. Because it's the fucking enforcer our name. I mean, there's another baseball bat, like you said. So yeah. You know. Uh Rock and Roll Express lose to Harlem Heat in a tag title match that came out of fucking nowhere. Uh apparently Colonel Parker is officially back with Harlem heat and Sherry now. Uh, Cause he was, 
he was managing the Rough Riders, and I guess he gave up on that venture real quick. Uh, that that didn't go so well for him. Uh, can't put his money in the white team. Didn't work out. Got to go back to where the money is. Uh, Nasty Boys are still Hogan's friends. Sting and Luger confront them. Again, they're not picking sides. Yeah, basically like, yo, we know what sides you're on. Nasty Boys like, mind your fucking business. All right, listen. That's still my boy. I'm not condoning it, but I'm not condemning it either. Now, leave me the fuck alone. This time, Hosaka defeats Medusa. So Medusa loses going into her match with Bull Nakano. I think their first match was better than this one, but yeah. Yeah, it was. But this was still like, from what you'd expect, thinking back on 1996 women's wrestling, Still better than what you'd expect. Well, to get what you think as far as televised women's wrestlers, Alondra Blaze slash Medusa was it. And then it was just Japanese women. Like that's pretty much all there was. What about Jacqueline? She wasn't really on TV wrestling right at this point. Okay. She um, hadn't come along yet. Chris Benoit loses to Alex Wright by count out. Okay, so this time. He loses to Alex Wright by count out by chasing Malenko down because Malenko stole a woman. They run after and they brawl to the back. So I don't remember why he lost by count out the last time. I, I think, think they just I think, went to a count out. Yeah, I, say, I think Eddie just got back in the ring fast yeah. enough and then why did this time he chased Malenko down. Uh, Macho Man defeated William Regal. Uh, Sting and Luger ringside. They go to the limo. They find flowers in the limo that says condolences to the death of WCW. And then we get an interview where Macho has decided to not appear at Hogwild in a match so that he can get a number one contendership against the winner of the giant versus Hulk Hogan. He gets the first shot and sting and Luger talk about flowers and sting says, maybe the NWO is not so bad. And uh, it was a terrible promo. Um, and then they kick a field goal and it's just, yeah, no, stop it. it. Please stop. Uh, and then macho man kicks the field goal with the flowers. At least when macho man cuts a bad promo, that makes no sense is he's entertaining while he does it, you know? Correct. Uh, Bischoff and Heenan just aren't here at this point in the show. Once we get to the two hours and they're like, where's Bischoff? Where's Heenan? You know, we did, we, we had security around the ring at, at the stadium, but we didn't protect anyone on their way to the stadium. So they could have got him on the way. Okay. Um, Booty Man defeats Ric Flair by DQ uh, when the four horsemen come out and jump the Booty Man because he is Hulk Hogan's friend. So this is the Nasty Boys are Hogan's friends. So Luger and Stinger confronting them. The Booty Man is basically Hulk Hogan's sidekick his entire career. The only reason he has one is because of Hulk Hogan. So the four horsemen are like, all right, we're, if we can't get Hogan, we're going to beat up all of his friends. Fuck him. Uh, Flair also cheated the whole match, but that's Flair. We did get the booty babe, though, and I love me some booty babe. Booty, booty, booty. Uh, We get another NWO advertisement. The Giant defeats Pitbull Pittman, and Fat Teddy gets a choke slam, or Teddy Bear Long gets a choke slam. We'll go with Teddy Bear Long. Sting and Luger defeat the Nasty Boys in the main event, and then there's an interview, and then they go check out the limo again, and there's a note in there in a bag for Sting about... Yeah, there were four guys. Maybe there are five. The fuck? 
But you do something so cool with Kevin Nash and that whole thing that they set up to make it feel real. And then there's just a limo with flowers and a bag with notes and the fuck. WCW. Like, I don't even, I see stuff like that brawl and I'm like, this is it. Now we're going to get into where it feels real and it gets cool and all the dumb shit goes away. And then the next week it's back to dumb shit. The NWO shows up, Hulk Hogan turns, and then there's a leprechaun wrestling four dudes that are knockoff Baywatch members. It's a gradual build. Nothing nothing is an automatic just switch like that, sir. Things happen gradually. Like you, you still got the dungeon of doom there. Like you said, they're still there. They're just not very prominent. Um, you know, the outsiders are here now. Things are starting to turn around. You just take some time. I'd say by Halloween, have it grow up and run. What would you say the best thing Kevin Sullivan did in wrestling was? Is there a character he created or something that I might actually care about that he had his hand in? He had a big hand in the NWO. Okay. I would give up everything that Kevin Sullivan ever touched to not have Kevin Sullivan in wrestling because of all the bad he brought. I would, I would give up the little bit of good to get rid of all the bad. You realize that without the NWO, there would be no degeneration X though. Like, I don't necessarily believe that. (laughs) You don't have to believe it for it to be true. So (laughs) I feel like Shawn Michaels still would have pushed Vince into doing whatever the fuck he wanted. You can say that, but like I said, there's hog wild. First off, terrible name that they changed to road wild. So there's only one hog wild in WCW's history because they were worried that Harley had the copyright of the term hog for motorcycles. And they didn't want to get sued for using the term hog, even though they were in association with Sturgis, which I'm pretty sure Harley put on. (sighs) Yeah. It's just copyright laws are weird, bro. Like, I don't know what you want me to say, but hog wild's awesome. Like hog wild sounds like some late nineties, early two thousands male version of girls gone wild. Like, I'm just expecting to see guys running around flashing their dicks. And basically you kind of saw that throughout the show. Every time they cut to the crowd or show what was going on, there was a dude in like a leopard print fucking G string on a motorcycle. It looked like, I feel like there were scenes of women flashing that they cut out either for the broadcast or post broadcast. I was taught, I was watching this with Kate who also had a really hard time watching this, by the way. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about it. We're like, why would you pan to the crowd at a biker rally? Because if there are women on somebody's shoulders, they're there for one reason and one reason only. Mm-hmm. So if you don't want to put that kind of product on TV, why would you do that? It's pay-per-view, you bro. You can do that. You should know better. You can do that on pay-per-view, though. That's the thing. Yeah, but they didn't. I don't think they did. And that wasn't what their product was. Uh, but the, the intro was terrible. The name was terrible and the crowd was shit because nobody paid to be there and nobody knew what the fuck WC like, except for the people probably like in the front row, 
nobody watched wrestling or gave a fuck about wrestling. You had people revving engines and honking horns and shit throughout the entire show, mm. making it hard to hear the commentators. None of those people were there for wrestling, and they were all probably a bunch of fucking racists because they did not like Harlem Heat whatsoever. At all. At all. <laughs> and as I looked around the crowd, I'm like, well, I'm not surprised. All right. We kick it off with a great match. It's Ultimo Dragon or Ultimate Dragon. I'm sorry. Ultimate Dragon. Yeah, because that's what he yeah. was. Yeah. Uh, loses to Rey Mysterio for the Cruiserweight title. Uh, again, I don't know what happened to Eddie's title shot, but neither here nor there. Here's well, where I have... Eddie has a U.S. title shot tonight, so it's just like, oh, he can't do both. He never got that Cruiserweight title shot. Though. They just gave it to Ultimate Dragon and said, fuck it. So, they built a ring on a stage in a gravel pit. So, when you go outside of the ring, you fall to mats that are on a platform, and then you can fall off that platform on a just fucking gravel, which Ultimate Dragon does. And Rey Mysterio supposedly does a springboard plancha from the top rope to Ultimate Dragon down in the gravel. Problem is, the cameraman just watched Dragon the whole time, so we have no idea what the fuck Rey Mysterio did. Missed the entire cool part of the move to watch him just get caught by Ultimate Dragon in the drag in the gravel. And this is where I have a problem with the WCW cameraman. Because the fuck are you, like, the guy's doing something. Why are you not shooting the guy doing something? Why are you just shooting the guy standing there waiting to catch someone? Look, they're not very good at their job, all right? We know this. So I kind of wish they had sent them after the NWO and they got fucked up. We get a WCW hotline promo for Mean Gene, but not Mean Gene, G-E-N-E. This is Mean Gene, J-E-N-E, because he's in a jean vest and jean pants, and I think even a jean hat. Like, he is all jeaned out. Like, straight-up Canadian tuxedo, Mean Gene. Everyone was dressed like a biker. Biker Tony Schiavone is my favorite Tony Schiavone. He had one of those fucking, like, brush-on fucking tattoos on his arm. He looked like he had a mullet going on with the leather fucking, like, biker Tony Schiavone is the best Tony Schiavone. My favorite Tony Schiavone. A solid Tony Schiavone. Yes, uh, that's a good one. Uh, Norton defeats Ice Train. Bull Nakano loses to Medusa in a very awkward finish because Bull hits her with a suplex. Both of their shoulders are down. Medusa looks like she kicked at about three and a half, but they said she kicked before three. And that they were actually counting Bull down because her shoulders were down. Sonny wants to go destroy Medusa's bike because this is the bike versus bike match. Medusa goes out there and trashes Bull Nakano's bike, which A, is a Japanese crotch rocket like a Suzuki. And it's got like the Japanese rising sun paint job on it. Also, we got a Bobby Heenan set on this one too. Which Um. is? Which is as Sonny Ono is riding down to the ring on on their crotch rocket, he calls the he calls that motorcycle a kamikaze, and it's yep. just like, sir, sir. <laughs> yep. Also, he's back now because he felt safe again. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Also, another thing about this match that I really loved is hearing Dusty Rhodes say nunchucks. Dude, Dusty Rhodes was the best part of this show. 
Mm-hmm. Just like on the last um, on the last pay per view when he was like, with that who be bad now, boy. Like he has got a line for me every time, and this was, there was the way he said nunchucks. Okay, so it was an ongoing joke between me and Kate as we were watching this, because the entire show, every time a woman came out, mm-hmm. Bobby Heenan said, "Look at those gams! Look at those gams! Look at those gams!" And Dusty Rhodes would be like, "Yams? What do you mean yams? Hams? <laughs> what kind of ham?" The entire time. Like, I don't understand what gams are. And Tony Schiavone's like, he means their legs. Look at their legs. It's like, no, that's not my kind of ham. Like, I love Dusty Rhodes (laughs) this entire time. Fucking with Bobby. Um, Actually, let me. I'll go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Do your your thing. Hams? What kind of hams? What what, what hams are you talking about? I don't see any yams. That's not my kind of food. Um. Dean Malenko, Benoit, we already talked about a little bit. It goes to a time limit draw, and then they're like, five more minutes overtime. And then that goes to a time limit draw. And they're like, five more minutes overtime. I'm like, listen, this is a great match. Benoit is fucking fantastic, and Malenko's great too. Everything Benoit does looks so purposeful and like he's trying, like he throws on an abdominal stretch, and it looks like he's trying to hurt you with the abdominal stretch. When he puts on a headlock, it's not a lazy headlock. He looks like he's cranking down, trying to pop your head off. So again, back to giving Benoit credit for his craftsmanship as a wrestler. That is why Benoit was in wrestling. Who he was is he made everything look like he was trying to hurt someone when he was doing it. And everything that was done to him looked like it hurt. Yeah. He made Great it wrestling. feel like it was a fight. And I was yes. like, you know, that's what you want. Malenko is one to me. Paired with the right person, it can be good. But there's sometimes when he's facing like real, like legit cruiserweights where they just do a whole lot of things. We just feel like they're just kind of running around, and everything feels very choreographed with him. Oh, so he's he's just, very lazy. He's very lazy. Like he's a great technician, but also very lazy. Like he's not putting in any extra effort if he doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, we did not need two five minute fucking overtimes. Like at some point, I'm like, this is a really cool match. This is great. Like like I said. If you run down the card and I tell you, you're going to get Malenko versus Benoit, the Steiners versus Harlem Heat, Flair versus Eddie Guerrero, the Outsiders versus Sting and Luger, and Hogan versus Big Show for the World Heavyweight title. That sounds like an amazing fucking card. It is. I want to see that, right? Yeah. But it fucking wasn't. This match went on way too long to where I didn't want to see, like, normally they're like, fight forever. I'm like, please end this now. Please end this now. Time limits up. I'm good. Five more minutes. Okay. They Another five minutes. They now you need to it. do the time limit thing. If they hadn't done the time limit thing, it would have been good. That's the thing. Still, it, it's just like if it made it feel longer than it was. Uh, that might have been it. But I was going to say Benoit also kind of boring. Did not like. At some point, I felt like I'd seen everything they had to do, and there was nothing more they were going to give me. And I was like, okay, we can end this now. Like, give me a flying headbutt. Give me a cross face. Give me a German suplex. Something. Roll up. Give me yeah. a pin. Let's move on. And it with a cross face, headbutt, cloverleaf. Make a choice. Somebody win it. Let's move on. I agree. Yeah. Steiners lose to Harlem Heat for the tag team titles. Okay. So we talked about this. Colonel Parker brought in Harlem Heat as Cole and Kane, the chain gang. Mm-hmm. During this match. Colonel Parker hits a man formerly known as Kane in the face with what appears to be cocaine. (laughs) 
And then Sherry hits the Steiner. I think it was Rick also with cocaine. It was, it was actually Scott. I think pretty sure it was Scott, Scott Rick, same person. No, they're not, um, not at all. One, one is big Papa pump, the big bad booty daddy. Okay. One's a math teacher and one owns uh, a chain restaurant, like same people. So one has the biceps, he kisses and everything. One does not. All right. One's a dog face gremlin. I understand. Exactly. Then Colonel Parker hits Scott Steiner and breaks a cane over his head. So we have Kane getting cocaine in his face and Scott Steiner getting cocaine and then being beaten with a cane. And somehow the cocaine affected Steiner, but not Booker T because Booker T was bright and alert and ready to go in for the pin. And the ref comes and looks at Booker T (laughs) who is basically doing white face (laughs) and sees no problem. Like there's a broken piece of cane in the ring. Both guys are covered in cocaine and the ref's like, no, everything looks good here. One, two, three. Well, look at it this way. Look at it this way. Because had the ref seen it and been like, oh, yeah, that was bad. That's a DQ. They're still champs. So it's just, I, you know. I understand I that. I think he but figured again, maybe, it might, to me, I justified it as just the ref saw it. Like, maybe he'll kick out and we'll have a chance of winning this and maybe getting the belts. If not, they get the belts anyway. So I just wanted the ref to ask a question. Like, what is going on here? When did you guys stop the match when my back was turned to take a bump? Like something acknowledge the fact that both men are drenched in cocaine laying in the middle of the ring. They look like Tony Montana at the end of Scarface after he like just threw his face in that pot. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. And he didn't say shit. Like it was just normal. Like I understand that cocaine was big back then. So maybe he was just used to seeing these guys like that after the show and it lapsed his mind. I'm just trying to figure out like, as a referee, how you see this, and you don't have any questions. You just go about business as usual. One, two, three. Man, the ref was here to cash a check. All right. <laughs> it is not for him to decipher who and who not, who has not thrown cocaine at who. Uh dude, it just like I can't believe that. And then we I get can. more. <laughs> Flair defeats Eddie Guerrero for the U.S. title. They had a good match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Flair seemed like he was overselling a little bit to me. Um, and maybe it's just that's Ric Flair. And I didn't realize it until this match because everything felt like it was taking so fucking long that I'm like waiting for it to end and I'm looking at him. But like, I felt like he was really, really, really playing up the drama in this match to a comedic point. And I'm like, come on, Rick. Like you're better than that. Like I think Eddie threw on the figure four mm-hmm. and just his reaction to selling it was just way over the fucking top. Like again, where do you think these other guys get it from? Where do you think Shawn Michaels got it from? You know, he's just, well, when Shawn Michaels did it, he did it to mock Hulk Hogan, which I was fine with because fuck Hulk Hogan. Like we got to uh, think back then Eddie wasn't Eddie. So, you know, yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, the outsiders defeat sting and Luger. So Rick may have right. thought this was beneath him, but anyway, go ahead. Outsiders defeat Sting and Luger. This was actually a pretty damn good match. Um, as long as Sting doesn't talk, he's fine. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily like his ring gear. I It was a lot. Like, he had a headband and the jacket, and, like, he kind of looked like an idiot. But once he took that stuff off and it was just Sting, like, it was fine. Luger is fucking Lex Luger. It is what it is. Nash and Hall look great in this match. Like, they did a great job. 
being those guys, cutting off the ring, beating down Sting, doing the hot tag and all that. And then there is a point to where Luger may have accidentally brushed the referee and Nick Patrick chop blocks Luger in the knee and then quick counts him. Blatant, like it's not a, oh, I fell, sorry. Like Nick Patrick went straight for a chop block, like intentional chop block and then fast counted that motherfucker. Mm -hmm. So is Nick Patrick the fourth man? You got to find out, sir. But there is more to this than you think. Okay. Uh, Hogan defeats the giant world heavyweight championship. This is that was very intentional. though. That's what I'm saying. That's all part of the story. I could tell it was very intentional because if it was not supposed to be intentional, they fucked up big time. Mm-hmm. Well, um, so Hogan gets the win. This is the point where Hogan spray paints the world heavyweight title, blah, blah, blah. But the booty man comes out with a cake because it is Hulk Hogan's birthday. He shoves a present in the cake. He presents him with the cake. He, he talks about how, you know, he's always been ride or die for Hogan. He's wearing the NWO shirt. And Hogan cuts a promo basically saying the issue with these WCW wrestlers is that they put friendship and family before business. And one thing the NWO doesn't do is put friendship before business. And this dumb motherfucker is hearing what this man is saying and just stands there with a stupid smile, smile on his face, his face. <laughs> nodding happy as shit. Like, yep, nope, we don't put friendship before business. Yeah, no, everything's good. And, of course, gets his ass trounced by the NWO. Yeah, yeah. Even though he came out in an NWO shirt. Not, uh, I was going to get to that. We'll, we'll get to that in a second because that's basically some Sturgis shit right there was the disciple. But, like, <laughs> they beat this man down. Hogan says, business before friendship, blah, blah, blah. They spray paint the title. They do that whole thing. Poor fucking Big Show has to lay there the entire time through this promo and not move. There's only one giant. Her name's Gonzalez. Um, now that now that Andre's dead, um, the giant. But no, he's he's laying there and he's just got to lay there and not yeah, move. And like Hogan's the whole cut time. He's long out the whole time. He's been this unstoppable monster. They couldn't even take off his feet forever. But this whole time, when all this is going down, he's just laying there, just out. Straight up starfished on the mat for like five minutes, not even a flinch. I think he was holding his breath. Like, <laughs> yeah, they they should have thought of something else. He, there's for some he had him leave or whatever. But like, yo, don't just lay there. Just... So, at what point does the philosophy of the NWO change, where they are about business, not friendship, to where the booty man is not okay for the NWO, but then comes back as the disciple? which is basically a biker gimmick and is okay for the NWO. Well, that's when, you know, that after the split happened and, you know, there was, you know, rules became a bit more lenient because, you know, Hollywood was a little, a little nervous, you know, is this B team NWO era with uh, Vincent? No, this is NWO Hollywood versus NWO Wolfpack. This is the difference. Okay. But was the disciple part of the B team? I don't remember. I think at that point, because I feel like, I feel like Scott Norton, Vincent, and the Disciple, all of whom I know were part of the NWO, are all B plus players in the NWO. Like that all of should them have been except the B Norton. 
Norton was pretty was a pretty prominent player in the NWL. You'll see. That is insane. Yeah. Him and Buff were a tag team. Pretty good fucking tag team, too. And here's the thing. I remember Buff being prominent and being a big deal. And the only reason I gave a shit about Buff was his time in the NWO. That was the only thing I was familiar with. Mm-hmm. Scott Norton, I know the name. I recognize the guy. Have no idea if he ever achieved anything. And after WCW died, never heard his name again. As far as titles and all that goes, no. But he was a, he was an important part of the NWO, though. He was he was one of their like you know he was their Arn Anderson kind of thing, you know. Yeah. So not as cool Arn Anderson. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, Travis. Hogwild comes to an end. The NWO have the World Heavyweight Title. They have spray painted it. They have tagged it with the NWO. It is the, the NWO Outsiders World Heavyweight Title now. The Outsiders have defeated Sting and Luger. Macho Man has a title shot coming up against Hulk Hogan for that title. The Giant is dead on the mat for five minutes, not even breathing. (coughs) We may have a referee in cahoots with the NWO. Eric Bischoff was gone. We all know how that's going to end and who the real leader of the NWO is and blah, 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 blah. But we'll pretend like we don't. We'll pretend like we don't know anything about the NWO, even though we know what's really going on. They never even addressed where the fuck Bischoff was that whole show, by the way. Like, he just didn't show up for an episode of Nitro, and they're freaking out, and they're like, normally here he's here at 10 a.m., and then by 4 p.m., he wasn't here, and he never showed up. And, like, Bobby showed up later, and he goes, I don't know where Eric was. I was in the back waiting for him. He didn't show up. I didn't know what to do. So now I'm out here. But they never fucking talked about where the fuck Bischoff was. I don't know either, sir. I wasn't there. Yeah, we know he was in the fucking limo with his buddy Hulk Hogan. (laughs) How much longer do I have to endure the Dungeon of Doom? I don't remember exactly. Even though at this point, the Dungeon of Doom is now the Leprechaun, Big Boss Man, and the Faces of Fear. That's the thing. They're pretty much obsolete at this point. And the Giants. But Kevin Sullivan still exists and still cuts promos and still has painted on eyebrows and still shows up on my TV every week. The big Honestly, blow to them is coming, sir. Just, just I big, would big not blow give, to them is coming. So if it's not on the next show we do, it'll be the one after that. I would not give two fucks about the Dungeon of Doom and complain about them if Kevin Sullivan wasn't on my TV. Like that is my Kevin Sullivan and Jimmy Hart because they took the most annoying fucking manager of all time and Jimmy Hart and then put him with the worst fucking faction of all time in the dungeon of doom and i sat through the league of nations yes worst faction of all time the yete the the leprechaun the loch ness monster i didn't mind the league of nations as much the weird old crusty man in the mountain the one that was dry humping hulk hogan no that was the yete oh it was yete i'm talking about the dude that was like in the actual dungeon of doom that was like painted gray and sitting on a stone chair. Oh, that do. Yeah. Yeah. That was there one time as we gave birth to the Yeti. He's the Yeti's father. If I remember correctly. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Loch Ness. Yeah. Loch Ness. Who was also there (laughs) once. (laughs) He'll be back. Not as Loch Ness, but he'll be back. Not as Loch Ness, but he'll be back. God damn it. How. How did you enjoy this five weeks in Hogwild, Travis? Oh, I enjoyed the fuck out of this. So, you, you know, like, 
96, 97, 98 WCW is my jam. So I told you I was the one that was going back and forth a lot. But um, I enjoy seeing it, seeing some things again that I hadn't seen in a long time, kind of seeing things that I'd forgotten about. Um, like, I forgot how long that segment was um, on Nitro when they had jumped the people in the back, you know, how long that took. I'm just yeah. like, oh, they're sticking with this a really long time, which is probably why it felt so real to me. Like I said, when I was a kid, just like, oh, this is crazy, you know? Yeah. Um, the match, you know, Giant Hulk Hogan, I knew what was coming. Um, I, was just I think everyone knew what was coming. I didn't even remember, like, that's where it happened. Like, I, in my mind, I didn't know what happened at Hog Wild, but I knew going into that, I'm like, that's what's going to happen is Hogan's going to win. And I assumed, I thought it was on Nitro, but I assumed the spray painting of the title was coming. For some reason, I thought he did it on Nitro. Yeah, I remember it happening on the very next episode. He has done it on Nitro before. Um, okay. When he, um, the finger, finger poke of doom night, he did it on Nitro, um, but it was in red. Okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, it just, it felt good to see it again. It's just like, oh, this is just seeing cruiserweights really being like the cruiserweights that I remember, not these cruiserweights. Now it's, it's a different style now, you know? So it's yep. just like, I don't dislike the new cruiserweights, but it's just like, this just feels like something I remember growing up on and seeing like, oh, this is cool. Skinny Ray Mysterio with no tattoos is fucking weird. But he's incredible. He and is incredible, but it's also weird. Mm-hmm. So like I look at you and I'm like, you're not Ray Mysterio. You're Dominic Mysterio. You're, you're short Dominic Mysterio. That's what I'm watching right now. A much more talented because Dominic Mysterio can't move like that like it's just no. like oh my god like you're seeing like what Ray was like seeing Ray now versus what Ray was capable of physically back then it's just like oh my god man I missed this I just can't wait for that match with him and Eddie at Halloween Havoc like it's just like mm, I don't remember if it's this Halloween Havoc or the next Halloween Havoc but like Ray Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero at Halloween Havoc was incredible it's just right. like oh I can't wait the, I enjoyed everything Radicals, basically. Mm-hmm. Benoit, Malenko, Eddie Guerrero. Perry There's Saturn, no Perry yeah. Saturn. But <laughs> the, three, the three members of the Radicals that actually kind of matter. Because mm-hmm. um, Perry did Moppy. Moppy! The, the only thing that mattered with Perry is the rock promo with the... I hope you're one eye's looking this way and one eye's looking this way so that... This that I can see this hand coming this way, so I can smack that crooked eye straight. Yeah, yeah, so great. And the fact that he fucked him up, like other than that, Perry <laughs> loved the guy to death. Non consequential in WWE as as a radical. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I I really enjoyed seeing Alundra Alundra uh, Blaze and Hosaka um, Medusa Medusa and Hosaka. Um, that was great. I'm spitting just about everything else that you made me watch. Hulk Hogan is still Hulk Hogan. NWO Hulk Hogan is not a cool heel Hulk. Like, he's not cool. He's not fun to watch. He's not Kevin Nash. He's not Scott Hall. Well, they say they say this, but you'll see it more recently. Well, not recently, but like later on, where they'll be like, yeah, you talk about how you're like the leader of the NWO. We all know the heart and soul of the NWO was the Wolfpack. And now they talk about him, yeah. um, Scott Hall. And um, six, yeah. When six shows up because he's not here yet, he's not here yet. Yeah, is six the fourth I, man? I thought it was fucking uh, uh, Rick Rude. I thought he was the next guy to show up. You gotta see, 
if I remember correctly, Rick Rude showed up on a taped episode of Raw and live on Nitro the same night. It's not this night, though. Yeah. It's not, it's but, not this year. It's next year. Oh, okay. So then he's probably not the fourth man. No, he, it's not Rick Rude. He's not the fourth okay. man. The NWO was in full swing by the time Rick Rude showed up. Well, that makes sense because DX isn't a thing yet. Rick Rude was part of DX before right. he came to the NWO. Right. Which is crazy that the first person in all of wrestling to be a part of both D-Generation X and the NWO is a person that no one associates with either DX or the NWO. Apparently that same week, he was also on an episode on a DCW thing too. So he was on actually on all three in the same week. Cause I don't think X-Pac was in DX when Rick Rude showed up in the no. NWO. So he, yeah, Rick Rude is officially the first person to be a part of both factions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because X-Pac joined DX later. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. X-Pac hadn't been a part of DX yet. That is insane. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, no, I'm spitting everything else. Like, all of it. There was no, the Cruiserweights. I'll give the Cruiserweights. Like, Rey Mysterio, Eddie, that, that stuff. Psychosis, even though, again, Power Ranger villain, bad costume. But it, it was it's the women, the cruiserweights, Benoit, those matches I really babe. enjoyed. Booty Babe. Um, and Harlem Heat is good. Uh mm -hmm. Hogwild match, fucking stupid. Still don't like this version of Scott Steiner, him with the long hair and not well, you got, being you got some time with him still because they still got other feuds coming with the outsiders and stuff like that. So you you got some time with him for a while. So not being big Papa pump does not sit well with me. Like that's the thing. That's why it's, it went over so well. Cause it was such a departure from what he was before. I need Medasia. I need the siren. You're going to be waiting quite some time for that. Cause that's like that, post NWO Scott Steiner. So like, that's my Scott. Steiner. That's like 99. <laughs> Holler. If you hear me, big bad booty daddy. Yeah. Yeah. That's like 1999 Scott Steiner. So you, you got some time. Watching Hogwild was literally like trying to sit through an entire Girls Gone Wild video without skipping forward to like when they actually get into the trailer and are doing shit mm -hmm. where it's like, okay, this is, this is nice. Those are boobs. I've seen this though. Okay. More boobs. Great. No boobs are great. This is fun. But then it just keeps happening and happening. And it's like, when are they going to get to like the girl on girl shit in the trailer? That's what I'm here for. <laughs> That's what Hogwild was. Yeah, yeah. Well, luckily, Hogwild is the last pay-per-view like this until next year when they do Road Wild. But um, <laughs> it's just... It's, and it's not even it's not any better then. Only difference is, I believe, that's the one when Dennis Rodman's there. So, And literally, this is just... Eric Bischoff liked to ride motorcycles and wanted to go to Sturgis and found a way to get Turner to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I don't blame him. Well, I mean. All right, Travis. Um, what is going on in the world of creation world? Well, you know, still got like you and Vince Daddy Delgado, the Pornhub poppy every week, smacking it when wrong. he shows up. Shame, shame. I should fire him. Um was he on this past week? I wasn't. I he was. Didn't. He was on this past week. All right, good. Because I was actually going to pop on and you know yell at him because I still haven't had my chance to 
give him his due. That was really what I planned on doing when I popped up the last time. Was to, it wasn't there to go off on about you know about Hoovy. his Hoovy slander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, still super flashy. I don't even know if we're really gonna get a break this year because the way things are going, this is like I feel like one's gonna end and another one's gonna start up, and like I feel like once these shows end, the new season for everything else is gonna start up just because of the way everything went with COVID. Um, let's see. Dungeons After Dark. I know we still got a couple other things to hammer out, but it's coming soon, I promise. I promise. I know. It's taking forever. I know. But it's coming. It's going to be great, though. Um, it's about it I can think of as far as what I can think of right you now. Are ever going to drop another episode of Creation Conversation? Or we'll is that get there. Now? It's not gone. It's just scheduling is an issue. Um, but, yeah. Well, that's that's Cause, still because of John, because John's always goddamn working. Partially, um, that plus you know Mara's schedule's changing up and stuff, so it's harder to get her at times too. Um, it's just scheduling is the is the real issue. Um, yeah, I know you are. I know you are. I've never paid you. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all I can really tell you right now. Just, just. As um, as they say at E3, please be excited for uh, Dungeons After Dark. It's going to be awesome. Is there is there any motion on uh, you finding a black owned business to do our merch? I had one, and I got to go with somebody else just because things weren't lining up right. Okay, so it was. I'm working on it. Trust me. It's just like when I I had something, it was just hard to work the deal out, and it's just they were they were looking for something that I'm just not willing to do. I want to do something they're not willing to do. And it's not like any animosity or anything. It's just not yeah. going to work out. So we got to, I got to look somewhere else. That's all. Cause I'd I love have to other, make shirts with dirty words on them. Oh, I know. And we will just, I got a couple other people that I've been looking towards. So it's just, they weren't my, they weren't my only choice. They were just my first choice, but I have other okay. you know, options I'm working on now. Well, you guys can follow Travis on Twitter and Instagram at Sir Cusselot. That is at SIR underscore C-O-S-S-A-L-O-T-T. Also, the creation world on Twitter and Instagram. That's T H E C R E A T I A world, Twitter and Instagram, Facebook.com slash creation world and creationworld.com. Anything creation world is going to get you Dungeons After Dark. It's going to get you Super Flash Year of Tomorrow. It's going to get you Smacking It Raw, where you can find all that stuff, where you can get all that stuff, where you can learn about us because we have an awesome website that has information on all of our hosts and everything we do so go check that shit out get us some clicks get us some looks we appreciate it check us out on youtube have we broken a hundred no jesus people suck. It's just i have i'm not gonna i'm gonna take credit for it because porn up was my idea so i have gotten us over ten thousand views on porn up I, I think we're pushing 15 y'all can't give us a hundred some like We've got a quarter of that number of subscribers on fucking Pornhub. On Pornhub, mm-hmm. and hundred you can't, a hundred of you can't go over to YouTube and subscribe. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're big on Pornhub, though. Also, our Pornhub numbers are dropping, so I'm gonna need y'all to fix that shit. And <laughs> I don't know what's going on there, but I don't like not being in the top ten thousand <laughs> porn stars on Pornhub. I'm not happy about that. 
we'll get back up. We'll get back up. We'll get more material out there. It helps when we have more stuff coming out. So yeah, we got some pretty big episodes, so which I'm happy about. Most of them are smacking raw. Uh, we are now, oh, we're up. I'm sorry, we're at eleven and a half views, eleven and a half thousand views, and we are now up uh ten thousand or one hundred and three thousand three hundred and ten. So we are almost back in the top hundred thousand porn stars on porn up. Top hundred thousand or top ten thousand? Hundred thousand. Okay. It's always been hundred thousand. I okay. I thought you 10, said 10,000 10, earlier. Okay. Ten thousand was the views. I did, but ten thousand is the views, okay. hundred thousand is the ranking. But still, I'm not happy to be out of the top hundred thousand either because there are millions of fucking porn stars. Yeah. And I need to be in the top hundred thousand. I want to be in the top like ten percent. Because I deserve it. You do. You do. You will be. We'll we'll get us back up there. Don't worry. I have, I'm some, the word I have some plans. I, I got other things for ads and all that kind of stuff that I can collab with certain people to get us up there. Don't don't worry. Trust me. It'll okay. <laughs> I'm the word Matt Ritter. You can find me on Twitter at Matt Ritter. There's that M-A-T-T-R-I-D-D-E-R. If you guys want to find Return to Wrestling or Smackin' Raw, uh, you guys can find that on Twitter, either at Matt Ritter or at Smackin' Raw Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Vince will take care of the Instagram and get the episodes up as they come up. I take care of the Twitter also, we've got 200 followers there, and I've got like 5,000 followers on Twitter, and I need the 5,000 of you to also go over to Smackin' Raw Pod and do that so that I can make that the official Twitter without having to change my shit. Or you 5,000 over there, just subscribe to the YouTube. like That too. That'd be like, great. What, what the hell? What the hell? Yeah. Other than that, I got nothing else for you, Travis. I got nothing else for you, sir good to see you well, again though you miss me it really was i uh yeah i mean i, I say two say weeks it. ago you can say it it's okay i won't tell nobody for sir cussel travis pointer i am the ward Matt ritter this has been your return to wrestling the number one wrestling recap on pornhub peace